Hi, welcome back. We are in the middle of a part two series from Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, where we have been talking about how to not have anxiety, how to not worry, and really have that peace beyond our own understanding. In today's teaching, you're going to get practical steps on how to do that. So whatever you're doing, just come along and listen with me. You can open your Bibles and follow along, or you can do your daily tasks. The Word of God is going to get into you today to start transforming your life. Hi, family. Welcome to God's Word Transforming Lives. Are you wanting to learn the Bible verse by verse, one letter at a time, with real-life application? Then this podcast is for you. My name is Amy, and I have been teaching the Word of God to women for over 15 years now. I came out of some trauma from my childhood, and it left me feeling so empty. And after searching high and low with everything the world had to offer, I always came up short until I learned the Word of God for myself. And it was in that that I became transformed. So if you would like to be transformed by God's Word, then stick around and let's do this together. Did you know I have a free sisterhood community of women just like you? Women who love Jesus and they love one another? They too are looking for that deeper walk with Christ and they love learning his word. If you pause right now and click the link below in the show notes, it'll take you right to the Facebook group. We look forward to getting to know you. Okay, so we're to make our request known. So we're going we're to we're gonna get into some detail here. As we've been talking about um, verse six, we're going to now get into details about about this prayer and supplication. So because of what Christ did on the cross, he took our sins on the cross. We are now in him and we are holy and separated for his purposes. We can go boldly to the throne room of grace and make our requests known. So when we get that phone call, we're going right to the prayer room. And we're going to set that time aside and we're taking, we're taking it right to the throne room. We're just, we're going to get really specific about our prayers. So whatever it is you're going through, be specific and, and talk to the father. This is exactly how I'm feeling. This is this is what's going on. This is where I believe the need needs met. This is what I, I need. You know, I need to be able to pay my car payment. I need I need to be able to um, do A, B, and C, or I just got the phone call from the doctor's office. Lord, I'm praying for healing specifically that you would just increase my immune system in this area. You know, be specific about your prayers. The father already knows what you are going to pray about. He already knows the need you have before you even pray it, but he still commands us to pray because it's a faith on our part. We're praying by faith to the father. And we do this with what it says next, thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you that you, that I can come to the throne room of grace because of what you did on the cross for me. I thank you that you hear my prayers. And it says that the prayers of the righteous avail much. I thank you that you said in, in John, you know, 14, 15 or 16 and 17, that everything I pray for that, you know, you will answer my prayers, that you hear my prayers. If I'm praying in the will of the father, so help me to pray the will of the father. I thank you that you care about every, even the hairs on my head. You know, you pray the word back to him, pray, you know, 
reminding God, not that God needs reminded. It's, it's for us. It's not for him, but he, we, he loves when we pray his word back to him. His word is alive and active. It shows that we have faith in him, faith in his word, faith in his promises. And so we pray the word back to him, Lord, you know, I'm reading right here in Matthew six, that, that you I don't have to worry that adds nothing to my life and that you have already got it under your sovereign hand. I, I, I see, you know, that um, in John eight, that I'm in the palm of your hand and that nothing and no one can snatch me out of it. And that, and that I don't have to worry about these things because nothing and no one can snatch me out that I have eternal salvation. I see that my name is written in the book, Lamb's book of life. Your word says to rejoice again, as you're going through something specific, you know, look up, verses on those on that specific thing the bible is sufficient for everything in your life there's nothing that the bible doesn't cover that you are going to experience or go through this life that the bible does not have an answer for it and so sometimes even if you need to go to a, a good concordance or google you know, google all verses on this subject and you'll find it verses on this subject and then just start reading those verses and then start praying those verses to the father. That's what we do. So we're doing that with Thanksgiving. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy spirit. Thank you that Jesus died on the cross for me. Thank you, father, that you hear my prayers and that I am your child and that you adopted me into the family. Thank you that you are the vine, that I am the branch and that I'm abiding in you and abiding in your word and that you're going to take care of this situation. Thank you that everything works out for my good and your glory. Thank you for your promises. Thank you that that not your word will not return void, you said. That's what you said in your word, that it does not return void. And so this is what we're doing. We're thanking him for who he is. We're thanking him for his word. We're praying his word. We're being very specific about the need that we have. We're letting our requests be known to him. And what happens when we do this? The worry falls off. It, it will supernaturally fall off. This is another you know, thing where Paul said, you know, pray without ceasing. So this isn't just, oh, but I don't have time to go into my prayer room right now. I don't have time to go. That's okay. Pray while you're doing the dishes. Pray while you're driving your car. Pray while you're, whatever it is you're doing, folding laundry. Make your request be known to God. Be specific. Be grateful and thankful. Have that faith that he's answering your prayers, that he's taking care of it, that he's going to say yes and amen to his will in that in that particular area. And understand the prayer that you're praying, the specific need that you're praying for, he hears that. But understand that he may not answer it exactly how you want it answered. It may not be answered in your timing. It may not be answered exactly how you want it to be handled, but it will be perfect because God's timing is perfect and God's answers are perfect, whether they're yes, no, or wait. There's always an answer. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's we're going to wait some more. And whatever it is that he, however he's going to work that situation out, we trust that it's going to be for our good and his glory, no matter what the situation is. This takes so much worry and anxiety off of the believer. This changed my life. When I was so wrapped up in anxiety and worry, I had no peace. I had no joy. I was not living life. I was locked in my house half the time because of the argophobia, because I came so fearful of just even leaving my home that 
when I started learning these tools, I started learning God's word, learning who he was, trusting him. Cause I didn't trust anyone. My whole life I was, you know, abused by multiple different people. Everyone I tried to trust abused me in some way, shape or form, but I knew I could trust God because his word says I could. And I knew even if it didn't go my way and it wasn't how I wanted things to turn out and it wasn't, and I was in pain and things hurt and I was grieving, I still trusted God in it. I trusted who he is and then who I am in him. And in Romans eight, it talks about how he adopted me. He adopted you into his family and he calls you son or daughter now. That is beautiful. I've been given a new name. I've been given a new family lineage. I've been given a a whole new family where God is my father. He owns a thousand cattle on a hill. He owns all of it. He's in control. That brings such peace to the believer. And it did for me. And it changed my life. I don't have PTSD anymore. I don't have panic attacks anymore. I don't have anxiety. And I'll tell you, Life has not been just peaches and cream, you know, I mean, just these past couple years alone, these past two years um, have been really, really hard. 2021 and 22 were really hard years for me. And 2023 has been an extreme adjustment period for me because of different things that I went through. I lost a friendship of 12 years that I thought we would be in the nursing homes together, you know, and causing all kinds of havoc in the nursing homes. We used to joke about it. We were literally as close as two blood sisters could be. And that friendship ended and it ended pretty suddenly. And it was very difficult for me. I loved her so much, but I, but I, and I didn't understand why it had to end at the time. I, I mean, I knew there was things and I knew, and I understood that there was unhealthy things within the friendship, but it was like, I didn't, I didn't want to let it go because I love that person. Right. But God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And he severed that friendship. It needed to be severed for reasons I'm not going to talk about on here right now, but it needed to be severed. And so, but I was not worried. I was not anxious. I had peace. I knew that though I was grieving and it was painful and I, and I loved them and I missed them. And, and I trusted God because it wasn't just our friendship. It affected because we were in ministry together. And so it affected an entire body of believers. It, it, it it affected her family, my family, because our families were literally like one, like there wasn't a birthday party that we weren't at each other's birthday parties. There wasn't, I mean, we were together all the time. We talked every day on the phone. We were always together. And so it was a very hard friendship to separate, but, um, but within that, I immediately went to the throne room of grace, immediately made my prayers and supplications known to him in my requests. And I poured my heart out to God on, you know, and I trusted him. I don't know what you're going to do here. I mean, we got ministry, we got people, we got souls. This is going to, I mean, this is, we're we're very, we're known in the community. This is going to be, this is, this is just going to be a huge trial and a tribulation. But I had a peace and that's where we're going to go on to verse seven and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I went to the word. I prayed the word. I thanked him for the trial, even though I didn't understand it. 
And I knew that he was going to work it out. And this brought a peace to me that I can't even explain to you because it is truly supernatural. When he says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it literally surpasses all understanding. The world cannot understand that kind of peace because it's truly supernatural. It can only come from God. And even the believer, we don't always understand how I can have this amazing peace in the middle of just all of this trial and tribulation and chaos. Like there's a storm, right? And, you know, like the, the, the apostles or the disciples at the time they were on the boat and the storm comes up and Jesus is sleeping and they're just like, how going to die? Because he knew that he is the, the storm calmer. You know, he knew it's okay. You have God with you. I'm right here. I'm going to calm the storm. No big deal. They just didn't understand fully who Jesus was yet. They didn't grasp it yet. But see, we have the word of God and we have the spirit of God. And so we can grasp it. That in the middle of this hurricane, which it was, it was a hurricane in my life. I knew I had been through enough hurricanes. I'd been through enough things with God to know that worry was not going to add one measure to my life. And it was a sin to worry. So what did I do? I made, I was intentional. I spent a lot of time in prayer. I made my supplications known to him. I was honest with him about my grief and my, and my pain and the hurt and all that was surrounding all of it. I prayed for the people involved. And I had this peace beyond my own understanding that it was going to be okay. Even if it wasn't going to turn out the way I wanted it to, you know, my heart wanted reconciliation. My heart wanted us to be able to, you know, somehow reconcile this, but that that's not what happened. And so, but that's okay. It was for my good and his glory that that didn't happen. And it was a, it, it was a whole thing that needed to happen the way it did. This peace is beyond our understanding saints. It is a peace that we cannot fully comprehend, but it's promised to you. It is a gift from God for you to have peace in every situation that cannot be stolen from you by the enemy. The only time that peace can be taken from you is when you hand it, when you hand it off, you have to give it away. And my savior, your savior, Jesus Christ paid too high a price to make sure that you and I have peace beyond our own understanding. It is a gift of our savior through the Holy spirit. And let's not give it away. And how do we not give it away by being anxious for nothing, making intentional time to go to the throne room of grace, to make our request, our, our prayers and our requests known in detail to God and thank him for who he is and what he's going to do in that situation. See, this peace will guard our hearts. That word guard there, it's a military term in the Greek. It literally is as if the Marines were stacked around your house, guarding your house from any intruders coming in. That's what that word means, guard. And so that's what happens. That peace of God, it guards our heart and our mind. It guards us from the enemy who tries to come in and lie to us and say, oh, God's not going to work that out. How are you going to do? You're going to lose your house. Oh my gosh. Now what's going to happen? Oh, you better do that. Oh no. All those things, the enemy will just start bombarding you with the lies from the enemy. 
in your heart. He tries to get to your heart to where you're just, you're worried, you're full of anxiety, then depression hits. And then all of a sudden, maybe you're getting suicidal thoughts, you know, because you think I can't, nothing's going to change. I can't do this. I, I can't let, you know, this is too big of a problem for God to solve. So I, I, I can't, I don't think I can see a way out. And then there, that darkness, right. That darkness just falls over us. And that's what he's saying here. When you realize that worry is a sin, adds nothing to your life, get your mind, what, what, no matter what happens, no matter what's going on, immediately get your mind off the problem and get into the throne room of grace and prayer. Start immediately thanking God for who he is, even in the problem that you're going through. Thank him for the storm because you know it's for your good and his glory. It's going to refine you. It's going to give you character of Jesus. It's going to grow you in integrity, faithfulness. It's going to grow you in patience and perseverance. It's going to grow you in ways that, that, that like I always say, the mountaintop experiences just cannot grow you the way the valleys do. The way the, the way the dark soul night does, the way that getting going to the, the, the pits do. And so we thank him for it. And then we make our requests known, telling him in detail, and then watch the peace of God just flood into you. That's going to guard you from the lies of the enemy and from him being able to take that peace and get you into depression and get you into panic attacks and get you into suicidal thoughts, those things that start, because then we, the whole, the whole body just starts to take over. We got we to recenter ourselves in the word of God, praying the word back to him. And we do this through Christ Jesus. The reason why this is a promise to you, the reason why you can do this is because Jesus died on the cross for you. He came and put on a human tent. He lived a sinless life. He took the, he, he fulfilled the entire law for you. And he drank the cup of wrath that you and I deserved. That wrath full of our sin, our iniquity against the holy God. He drank them for you. All of your sin, past, present, and future was drank at the cross, was taken at the cross. It was poured out on him by the father. He died for you. He shed his blood for you. And he was resurrected three days later. That is the proof that he is who he said he was and that the that the, the cross was satisfying to God, the father, that the, the, the sacrifice of Christ being the lamb of God for us, the resurrection is proof from the father that it is finished. And you have died with Christ. You were buried with him and now you've been resurrected to life with him and you sit at the right hand of the father with him. For all of eternity, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And remember that Paul is talking about this as he's rebuking or trying to get brothers and sisters to stop arguing. They were clearly anxious about something. They're clearly got their minds on something earthly. They got their minds off of Christ and onto themselves and, and their desires and their preferences. And it was about to cause such disunity to the church that it would tear down the very fabric of what God was doing in, in Philippi. We've got to get our eyes back on Jesus Christ, you guys. In every situation, whether you're having issues with brothers and sisters in Christ, whether you're having family issues, spousal issues, you're having issues with your children, maybe you're having issues in your job, you're having issues in your finances, get your eyes off of those things and back onto Christ where your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. 
pray. Be intentional in your prayer life. Set time aside. Jesus did it. If Jesus, who is God, set time aside this commune with the Father, how much more do you and I need to do that? Make your request known. Be grateful and thankful in your heart. And the second, if you feel that peace starting to leave you, then get back into prayer. Get back into the into the, into the word. Get back into making your supplications known. And that peace will be right there because it's yours. It's a free gift. And this is why we can count it all joy no matter what we go through. And I did a whole series on joy, a three-part series on joy. It's on YouTube and the podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. On the nine things that try to steal your joy. Your joy is a gift from God, just like your peace is. Let's not let anybody steal it. Be intentional in your Christian walk, saints. Be intentional. Okay. I love you guys so much. And I'm always here if you need anything. I pray that this has blessed you. And we will see you again soon. Father, I just want to pray and lift up every listener of this teaching. And Lord, that you have given us practical steps in your word. You have given us your son who bled and died for us, who saved us from our sins, saved us from your wrath. You, We are now at peace with you. We have been reconciled back to you. And one of the gifts that you have also given us is a peace and a joy that supernatural and can abide in the believer no matter what we're going through. And I pray for each and every listener, Lord, that they would grab a hold of your word and your teachings and that they would have that peace beyond their own understanding and, and be able to count it all joy when they go through various trials. Lord, I thank you for their life and I thank you that you are doing mighty things through the through your word by your spirit. Jesus told us that we are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. And your word is truth. And we grab a hold of it today. I pray for every listener that they know you as your as their personal savior. They know you as their Messiah and that you are transforming their lives. Lord, I pray you bless each and every one of them today. Amen. Family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it has blessed you in any way, would you give me 30 seconds and share it with a friend of yours? One more small little favor, if you would, head over to whatever podcast source you're listening to this on and give me a five-star review. That would be so great. It helps get the episodes out there to other people who may be wanting to learn God's word. Again, don't forget, guys, until next time, it is a crockpot faith, not a microwave. With God's word, discipleship, and patience, you too will be transformed for his good work. Grace and peace, I leave with you until next time.